This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are finishing out the book of Genesis this week. We're in chapter 50, the last chapter in the book of Genesis, and we are, we're continuing dealing with the death and burial of Jacob, and Joseph has promised to take him back to the land of Canaan and to, to, to bury him there. And obviously he made that promise and he's got to get Pharaoh to go along with it. It does give you a little bit of a feeling of parallelism with when Moses was asking Pharaoh to allow them to go out and ice in the wilderness. That being said, this is one of those sections of scripture where you see how, how things work out in a way that we begin to take on the world systems. We begin to look at the world systems as our systems. And one of the things that we know from the Egyptians, just Egyptian culture itself, is that death and burial were a major thing with them. And if you don't know that, then all you have to do is just Google Egypt. And the first thing that's going to pop up is what we call pyramids <laughs> and they're giant tombs. That's what they are. They're giant tombs for their kings. And if you're Googling what's going on in Egypt, you're always going to eventually hit a picture of a pyramid. And the Egyptians were fabulous at burial. They did burial up, well, as as great as they possibly can could. And and when when you study the Tower of Babel that they were trying to make their names great. The Egyptians did a better job than the Babel than those who were in Babel later to be called Babylonia. They did way better. They did way better because their pyramids have lasted for millennia past. And in fact, they were building these pyramids in this time period that we're studying. They were building them. And so the Egyptians in their culture, really in a lot of ways, had a culture of death. They celebrated death to the point that it became a little bit unhealthy, if you want to know the truth. And uh, I think that is an important understanding that you have to take from this, because when when Jacob dies and Joseph is such a high, important person in the kingdom of Egypt, he's he saved Egypt, really. He is Egypt's savior. And Pharaoh has him second in charge, and Pharaoh sees him as a close personal friend of his. And Joseph's very important. And so when Joseph's fathers die, the Egyptian culture rallies behind him. And we see even in the verses before the ones we're studying today, we're starting verse four, that, that the Egyptians mourned Jacob for twice as long as the Hebrews would have mourned him, for twice as long as the Hebrews would have mourned him. And that is that is of great importance to see and to understand because listen, Pharaoh is Pharaoh is 
going to be entombed in a giant pyramid and every person that is the most important person in their kingdom is every time they pass is going to be immortalized in a giant pyramid. And maybe there's a couple of them in the same one, but generally speaking, they were building pyramids as tombs for families of the Pharaoh and Pharaoh himself. And so it says, now when the days of his mourning were past, Joseph spoke to the household of Pharaoh saying, if now I have found favor in your eyes, please speak in the hearing of Pharaoh saying, my father made me swear saying, behold, I am dying in my grave, which behold, I'm dying in my grave, which I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. There you shall bury me. Notice he's saying, he told Joseph that he wanted to be buried back in his home. And uh, he made him swear that he would take him there. He made him swear that he would take him back to his home so that he could be buried there. And listen, Joseph swore that he would. And now he's going to Pharaoh and he's saying, Pharaoh, I need permission to go back up into Canaan and bury my father. Now, we know that Pharaoh later on, 400 years later, although that is a Pharaoh from a different family and a different line, and he didn't know Joseph like this Pharaoh did, he, he does not want to let the children of Israel go into the wilderness, go back to Canaan. But he's going to let this happen, and he's going to allow this to take place. Why? Because they have a, a culture of, I hate to say it, they have a culture of death. And uh, it's important for them to bury their loved ones in a certain way and embalm them in a certain way and take care of their bodies and try to preserve them for the future in a certain way. Now, listen, I, burial is important and it's real important for the family. Every funeral service, no matter where you are in the world, is not for the dead person, it's for the persons that are living. And so it is real important and it's real important to comfort them and it's real important to prepare them for the future, to live without the person that has passed away. And proper perspective on life is important. And the proper perspective on death is that it's the natural end to the physical life. And that if you're a believer, when you're dead in the body, you're going to be present with God. And that's what the Bible teaches. And to be in the presence of God after you're dead is a glorious and wonderful thing. And it is not something to be mourned. And it's, it is a loss because you're for a temporal time, for a very short period of time, you've lost that person that you love. But it's not a loss that's forever, and it's not a loss that's going to, going to be something that you will never attain back to because you're going to not only have the relationship you had with them on earth, but you're going to have a far superior one in the kingdom of heaven. And verse 5 said, he says, my father made me swear, saying, behold, I'm dying. In my grave, which I dug for myself in the land of Canaan, there you shall bury me. Now, therefore, please let me go up and bury my father, and I'll come back. Notice Pharaoh says, go up and bury your father, as he made you swear. Notice Pharaoh is very open to that. Now, let me say this. If you want to find favor in the world, do right by the world. Now, I want you to hear me. You can't be, you can't be of the world. You can't be in, you cannot love the world more then you love God, or you can't really love the world at all, but you can definitely love the people in the world. And Pharaoh and Joseph had a close personal relationship. 
and for all kinds of reasons. But I think that their close personal relationship had more to do at this point in this story with who Joseph was and his willingness to be a friend, his willingness to be a counselor, his willingness to submit to Pharaoh's authority, his willingness to love Pharaoh where Pharaoh was. And Pharaoh loved him back. He was loyal. He was he was a good servant. And he was someone who Pharaoh could count on. And I think that is important to see from this story. First of all, the story tells us a lot about how we've taken on a culture of death in our own church culture. Sometimes we glorify and we magnify the big events of the church year. In many places, oftentimes, are the, the funerals of the people who've passed on. In fact, if you go into North Alabama, they have something during the summertime called Decoration Day, where all they do is celebrate those who have passed on before them. And that, that type of um, focus on death can be very negative and can be very... That being said, this is also a story of Joseph and his relationship with Pharaoh, because Pharaoh says... Yeah, you can go. Sure, go up and bury your father where you're supposed to be. You know why? Because Pharaoh and him have a relationship. Pharaoh trusts him. He's someone that Pharaoh can trust. And he's someone that Pharaoh can look at and expect big things from in the future. He knows that Joseph is going to come back. Pharaoh knows that Joseph is is not going to leave him behind. Pharaoh trusts him. It says, so Joseph went up to bury his father. And with him went all the servants of Pharaoh. Notice, Pharaoh's servants want to go with Joseph. Do you say somebody wants to go on a trip? This is not the same kind of trip we do. We don't get on a, get in a car and drive up the highway and go up to Canaan and bury his father. This is a long journey. And it's a long journey, journey through some very dry and arid lands. It's going to be a hot journey. It's going to be a dusty journey. It's going to be a difficult journey. And you're going to see that even it's so difficult that they're not going to take anybody who might not make it on this journey. But Pharaoh's people want to go up. And there's only one reason why they want to go up. And that reason is because they love Joseph also. Joseph is someone that they love and that has been someone of great importance in their life. And they have great admiration and great affection for Joseph. And so it says that when they went up, uh, all the elders in in Pharaoh's house and all the elders of the land of Egypt, as well as all the house of Joseph, his brothers and and his father's house, only the little ones, their flock, and their herds they left in the land of Goshen. Notice, they left they left their children. They left the uh, livestock that they'd taken into Goshen. Obviously, they would have left behind women to take care of the children. And they left everybody who might not make the journey and survive. They left them behind, and they made this long, difficult journey to celebrate Jacob's death. Now, that being said, they're not really celebrating his death. They're celebrating his life. But in many ways in this culture, they're celebrating his death, and they want to go up and be a part of the burial of Jacob because they love Joseph. It says, and there went up with them both chariots and horsemen, and it was a very great gathering. Now, when they went up into Canaan, I can imagine that it was very similar to when the wise men came to see Jesus. It was a great company of people, a great armed force that was coming into the land, and it would have been the talk of the town. There's no doubt about that. 
And we think of things, you think of things that happen in your community and you think of things that happen around you and how important, how big they can be. Can you imagine an army of people coming in chariots and horses, chariots not being seen in Canaan at that time? And, and all the regalia and all the pomp and circumstance coming down, I'm going to tell you, it would have been a sight to see and something that would have been remembered for generations to come. These people coming down to bury this body in Canaan. And it says, then they came to the threshing floor of Atad, which is beyond the Jordan. Notice they go up and they, and they go past the Jordan River. They cross the Jordan and he says, and they mourned. Where the great, they mourned there with a great and very solemn lamentation. Notice, there's a, it's a they have a solemn funeral service. A, a, a. And now, notice this is a little bit of that death culture because they believe in God. The Jewish people believe in God. The family of Jacob believes in God, and they believe that there's going to be something past the grave that's important. And so, the mourning. And the lamentation is, uh, it's undue because they're going to be with him. They have the promises of God there. Now, they're lamenting his loss because he lived to a great old age. And uh, even yesterday, I had a couple of men come in. Their mother had died. I'd done the will for them not too long ago, even in the last year. And uh, their mother died in her 90s. And there was a, sure, there was a loss. There was pain there. There was loss that went on with her passing away. But she was also 90 years old. And the reason she came to my office is there was an expectation that she was going to die soon. And that loss, even though it was a, a loss to those men, older men, who mother was in her 90s, it was not a, it was not a terrible thing. It, they didn't see it as a, a, a tragedy. They saw it as the natural end to the physical life, which I thought was very appropriate and very good and very powerful. And they realized that their mother was going to be gone and going to be passed away. And that's the way it works. That's the way life works. And and so also here with Jacob. Jacob is he's well over a century old. He was working on it, he was working his way through his second century of life. And he was bound to die at some point in time. And they all knew that he was going to die at some point in time. In fact, they were rushing him to Egypt so he could see Joseph before he died. He got there and lived many more years. But the truth is that uh, he was going to die at some point in time. It says, and when the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, saw the mourning at the threshing floor of Atta, they said, this is a deep mourning of the Egyptians. Notice, they understood that the Egyptians loved the death culture. They knew about the pyramids. They heard of those things down in Egypt. And they said, man, these Egyptians, they are upset about this person dying. And so it became a part of their oral tradition themselves. The Canaanites knew who the Egyptians were. And they also knew that there was this people that had come out of Canaan that they had known before, that had lived among them, and that they came back to bury one of them here. And the Egyptians thought greatly of them. And it says, therefore, its name is called Abel Mizram, and uh, it is beyond the Jordan River, and it means morning of Egypt. So that place where they buried him is literally the morning of Egypt. It's the place where the Egyptians buried their dead, and all the people saw were the Egyptians doing it. They didn't realize that this was some of the people that we knew recently. See, they kind of look like the world now. It says, so his sons did for him just as he had commanded them. They all went up 
And they all buried their father just as they'd been told. For his sons carried him to the land of Canaan. And they buried him in the cave of the field of Allah before Mamre, which Abram, Abraham bought with the field, bought with the field from Ephron, the Hittite, a property for a burial place. Notice, this is the place where Abraham's buried, this place where Isaac's buried, this place where Sarah's buried, and now this is the place where Jacob is buried. And after he buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt, he and his brothers, and all who went up with him to bury his father. And so we're going to deal with the last little bit of issue that would have been a point of concern over the next few days. We're going to deal with those two, and we're going to see Joseph pass away. His life is going to be over, and we're going to begin a great journey next week in, into the book of Exodus and see God's picture for the powerful, spirit-filled Christian life. And I pray that you're looking forward to that. I am too. I'm looking forward to a great end to the book of Genesis and a great beginning to the book of Exodus. And I pray that as we enter into this spring and summer season, that we would not lose focus. Oftentimes, after Resurrection Sunday, people lose focus on God and they place their focus on the world. I pray that we will place our focus where it ought to be and we ought to see a great harvest and a great work to be done in the months and weeks to weeks ahead. I pray that God will bless you and keep you. I pray he'll make his face to shine upon you. I pray he'll give you hope and peace as you go today. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.